Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Victory Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast as the Tennessee Titans take down the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday night football, 28-16. to They thoroughly dominated the game throughout when everyone was betting on the Rams. The Titans had their backs against the wall, but that, of course, is when they play their best football. We are going to dive into everything you need to know from this Tennessee Titans victory, a victory led by their dominant defense. That's right, the Tennessee Titans defense led the way. So we're going to talk about that in my big picture takeaways from offense and defense about this game. And then we're going to zoom in everybody's favorite segment, tighten up and tighten down, look at the good and bad individual performances. And then we got to take a look at everything that happened over the week nine slate. A lot of the Titans top contenders in the conference took losses on this day. So a big weekend of football and a big time Sunday night football victory for the Tennessee Titans. Let's get it. You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Tennessee Titans do it again, as I mentioned, when their back's against the wall, when everyone is counting them out. And obviously, I have to start the show here. I counted out the Titans again. Another time, I I picked the Rams to win this game 27-20. to I even said that the Titans need to consider maybe resting some of their starters in this game. And well, nothing else to say about it. I was wrong on that one, so I will take my L. But if all of my L's look like Tennessee Titans W's, well, I guess... I don't mind being wrong, but first and foremost, that's that's the biggest takeaway here. I mean, week after week, uh, every single time, the national media, even you know some of the people who cover the Titans like myself, just continue to think that, hey, this has to be the time where the Titans take a loss. And you look at, this was the toughest four-game stretch of the entire season for the Titans. Four teams that made the playoffs in the NFL last year, the Bills, the Chiefs, The Colts, the Rams. I mean, the Titans lost Derrick Henry during this. They haven't had Christian Fulton during this. You want to talk about the injuries. The Titans have used 77 different players so far this season. That is by far the most in the NFL. It is 10 players more than the second closest team, and it's seven players away from an NFL record. And we are halfway through the season. So count the Titans out. All of the injuries, everything stacked against them going across the country, playing the Rams does not matter. This team refuses to die. And I should have known last week after the game, I tweeted, this Titans team is just different. They're just absolutely, it's a different year. It's a different team. We're seeing something incredibly special from the Titans. And that is exactly what we are getting. I'm going to talk about the offense and the defense, kind of break down what I saw on both sides of the ball. Before we get into that, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. And if this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. You can find the Locked On Titans podcast there. It's always going to be free, no paywalls, anything like that. Also, 
Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans YouTube channel where I do the video version of the podcast. Make sure that you smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. Have to follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Always breaking down the film for you, posting all kinds of game clips, and that's exactly what I'm going to do this week. Also, check out the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. But with that being said, diving back into this 28 to 16 victory over the Rams for the defense, that's where we have to start. Five sacks on the night. That's the most the Titans have had in a single game this year, and the Titans are officially over their sack total from 2020 through the first half of the season. Absolutely incredible what John Robinson was able to do to turn this pass rush around and the credit going to the players and Shane Bowen as well. But five sacks on the night. The Titans forced two turnovers, two interceptions, one of them being a pick six by Kevin Byard, who just continues to be the defensive player of the year in the NFL. I mean, this is a serious matter at this point in time. So, You got the five sacks, three of those from Jeffrey Simmons, who just dominated on the night, but we'll talk more about individual performances and tighten up and tighten down. You get the two turnovers, interceptions, one on the goal line again by David Long, but the pick six by Kevin Byard. The Titans also had a turnover on downs on fourth down, which is essentially a turnover as well. Uh, The Rams were five or four for 15 On third downs, four for 15 on third downs. They were one for three in the red zone, and that one score came in garbage time at the very end of the game in the last 30 seconds where the Rams were just shamelessly trying to get a touchdown on the board. So overall dominance for the Titans offense or defense on a night where the offense was anything but dominant. I mean, Tannehill interception. A.J. Brown had two drops on third downs. The McNichol screen call on the second drive that A.J. totally whiffed a block, but I didn't like the play call there. Uh, Going through Bobby Hart playing at left tackle, giving up sacks, giving up penalties. The Ferkser penalty on a third manageable that put him at third and 11. The Titans just really were sloppy on offense, but that's almost to be expected. I mean, without Derrick Henry, they're kind of learning as they go. They're reestablishing who they're going to be, as I kind of expected them to do on offense to manufacture some, some easy touches. The Titans tried to use the screen game, very ineffective overall, but they did what they needed to do with the situations that the defense put them in. The Titans were three for three in the red zone, so not a great job getting themselves to the red zone, but when the defense set them up in those spots, the Titans offense was able to take advantage in route to 28 points. They cap it off with a touchdown late to Adrian Peterson, who We'll talk more about him, but that was all the Titans needed is 28 points on the day, and my prediction was 27-20 to for the Rams, but if the Titans scored 28, that's enough to win the game, and sure as the world, 28 points was all the Titans needed. So uh, an up-and-down performance from the offense, who's still admittedly trying to find their footing, but again, 3-for-3 in the red zone. That's what really mattered with the way the defense was holding up their end of the bargain. So just... A phenomenal win for the Titans who move to 7-2 and two on the year. The number one team in the AFC. It's just incredible to think about everything the Titans have been through and where they stand right now. But we are going to continue breaking down this game. We are going to zoom in our lens and look at this from an individual perspective and tighten up 
and tighten down. Make sure you put your tighten ups and your tighten downs in the YouTube comments. Tag me on Twitter and let me know, but we are going to get into that in just a moment. Before we do, got to tell you guys about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. You got another device that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you there's a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle. And it's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it lets you bring live TV and on demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Titans fans, let's continue breaking down this incredible 28-16 to Tennessee Titans primetime Sunday night football victory over the Los Angeles Rams. We are going to get into the individual performances, both good and bad, and everyone's favorite segment, tighten up, tighten down. I just broke down my big picture takeaways on offense and defense, kind of where the Titans are after this win. We're going to continue talking about some of that as I break down everything that ta- that took place with the Titans AFC South division rivals, with the AFC the you know conference contenders as well. Look at the Titans' schedule going forward. But of course, those individual performances. We are going to start with the good ones, the Titan ups, and the number one Titan up that I'm giving out is to me. Okay, it's freaking twelve thirty in the morning where I'm at, breaking down this game, giving you guys everything I got. So with that in mind, you know, just a little appreciation back. Subscribe to the show on whatever platform you do stream. Give me a thumbs up on YouTube. Maybe throw in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Whatever you guys want, I'm here to take it. I know that, you know, I talked about sitting some guys and everything and got that wrong, but hey, I'm here. I ate my crow in the first segment. I'm eating a little bit more now. Breaking down the game for you guys the best way I know how. So let's get into these individual performances. And for real, the first Titan Up is Jeffrey Simmons. I mean, he destroyed this game against the Rams. Three sacks, three tackles for loss, six total tackles. And on the interception on the goal line by David Long, it was Jeffrey Simmons' pressure that caused Matthew Stafford to make that boneheaded Wentzian mistake. So Jeffrey Simmons really announced himself to the NFL tonight on a grand stage like, hey, I am a problem. And this is the thing. You want to stop double-teaming Jeffrey Simmons because you want to worry about Landry or Dupree or Autry? Well, Jeffrey Simmons is going to destroy you. So you can't do that. It's just this Titans D-line. I mean, let's keep talking D-line. Danico Autry, three tackles, one and a half sacks, one tackle for loss, and he had two passes batted down at the line of scrimmage on Matt Stafford. Danico Autry continues to be the best free agent signing that the Titans made, period, this year. I mean, incredible value, incredible player, and to take him away from Indianapolis, they had all that cap room, and they didn't want to bring back to Nico Autry for 7 mil? Ha! Ha! Thanks, Chris. You overrated. I almost called him a bum. I almost did it, but he's not a bum. 
decent GM, but he's overrated. Anyways, continuing. Harold Landry, five tackles, had the half sack, but he was continuing to put pressure on Matthew Stafford all day. Just love what you see from the Titans' defensive line, and those three playmakers continue to dominate up front game after game. In the secondary, Kevin Byard, once, like I said, he's the defensive player of the year, had three tackles, had a pass breakup, had the interception, took it to the house. He even said after the game that wasn't necessarily exactly where he was supposed to be on that play, but he said it best. I'm in a zone right now, and he is absolutely in that zone. 31 Savage, it's an interception. Let's go, Kevin Byard. Incredible game. Made a big play for the Titans when the offense was really slack, and the defense said, fine, I'll do it myself. Reference for you guys there, little Easter eggs. The linebacker group, though, got to talk about David Long, who had six tackles, two pass breakups, had the interception on the goal line. He just plays with a force and a physicality that the other off- the offense can feel it, man. They can feel David Long, and he was flashing, making plays all over the place. Uh, Collinsworth couldn't help but talk about David Long. He was just everywhere, and he has been all season. So he got a little banged up at the end of the game. Hopefully he's feeling okay. Jayon had seven tackles without Rashawn Evans in this game. Thought Jayon really stepped up coming back into the lineup, played with good physicality, was there in the passing game as well. A really good game from the two linebackers for the Titans. And linebacker play, Uh, Along with defensive line, I mean, everything has been improved, but the linebacker play has just been phenomenal for the Titans. In the secondary as well, Amani Hooker, 12 tackles on the day, and that tackle that he made on on the critical third down that put the Rams in a fourth down situation at the end of the game that the Titans were able to stop them, I mean, that's just a crucial open field tackle when it looks like the guy was going to be able to get the first down. Amani Hooker was excellent. He's been excellent pretty much the entire time he's been able to play. This season, Chris Jackson. I'm sorry, Chris Jackson. Woo. I am for real. And I'm sorry. I hated on Chris Jackson far too much. He's been awesome this year. He really has been awesome. Had seven tackles. Elijah Molden playing in the slot had eight tackles. Those guys were good, man. Just, just really good. And Elijah Molden, the physicality that he plays with. Just incredible out of the slot position for a guy that size. And that's exactly what you wanted when you drafted Elijah Moulton out of Washington. He's been great for the Titans this year, despite some early season struggles. I mean, you just can't complain about the way the rookie's playing through that halfway through the year. Naquan Jones, baby. And shout out to Naquan, man. He likes my tweets. Shout out to you, Naquan. I I know that you're not listening, but you like my tweets on Twitter, and I appreciate you. I'm going to get Naquan on the show. I'm going to find a way, guys. Tweet Naquan Jones. Tell him to come on the show. I DM'd him. Listen to me, Naquan. I'm pumping you up, bro. Hear me out. All right? But anyways, two tackles. Had a really awesome run stop. uh, Running down the line of scrimmage and then making a play on the running back. Uh, It was Daryl Henderson, who the Titans kind of bottled up on the day. Only had 90 rushing yards for the Rams. That's 14 less than their season average. Good stuff from the guys up front, not just Jeff and Autry, but also Naquan Jones and a shout-out to Larell Murchison, who rotated in as well. Uh, on offense, I mean, that's so much defense, but on offense, there's really not a lot on offense. It wasn't a very good day, but Julio, he only got targeted four times, but he caught the ball every single time for 35 yards. Just throw the ball to him more. That's all there really is to it. Uh, Swaim, it is time to play the Swaim. Oh, man. I got to bust out the Swaim video. It was awesome. Uh, four catches, 29 yards, touchdown. 
just excellent stuff from Jeff Swaim on the day. He was really rounding in the form. I think it may be fair to say that the stint on the COVID list maybe did impact him a little bit more than we were given the importance to. I mean, he's really been been improving in the past two weeks. He's been solid. Uh, Randy Bullock. Four for four on his extra points. I mean, the guy just keeps making every single kick that the Titans let him kick. Well, I mean, you found a home here, Randy. You found a home here. Uh, Brett Kern, five punts on the day for 200 yards, I believe. Three of those punts were inside the 20-yard line. The punt that he had that pinned the Rams real deep turned into the interception on the goal line. Brett Kern is a weapon, and it's been three weeks in a row now where Brett Kern punts have turned into big-time plays for the Titans based on the field position. He's a weapon, baby. The best punter in the league. Uh, also, some guys on the edge. I can't give them a tighten up, but I can't give them a tighten down either. The backs. Foreman, 5 for 29. I thought he was the best back. McNichols, 7 for 24. Also, three catches for 11 yards. He was okay. Adrian Peterson... Uh, he looks a little rusty, let's hope. Maybe a little washed. Uh, I don't know. Remains to be seen. Let's let's let him get into football shape. He talked about that. I'm going to let him get into football shape, get comfortable in the offense. Not going to get too uh too upset already, but 10 uh 10 carries, 21 yards. Did have that late touchdown for Adrian Peterson, but um hopefully the Titans will be able to get a little bit more going in the ground game going forward against some some lesser opponents. Uh, but the St. Shirley run defense is not a lesser opponent. That's for sure. But uh, the Titan Downs, Bobby Hart, God, he's an abomination. Like, I hate to be rude, but he's just awful. He's just an awful player. Gave up, I think, two sacks on the night out of the three the Titans gave up. Had penalties, had two penalties, I believe. He was just awful. He's just, and, and that leads me into my next one. How bad can Dylan Raidens be? How bad can he be to be worse than Bobby Hart? Play the rookie. I mean, my God, he can't be worse. I And, and I saw someone say, oh, well, he could lose his confidence. I'm sorry, but if, he, if we're so worried about Dylan Raiden's confidence right now that we can't play him over Bobby Hart, then we already know the answer to the Dylan Raiden's riddle, okay? Then we know our answer. They got to play that kid. We can't do Bobby Hart. And then the next one is Lawan. What the heck happened? Why is he active if he's not going to play? Very strange that they just ruled him out. Like It wasn't even like he got hurt in pregame and that he did a pregame warm-up and they're like, oh, no, he's not good to go. It's game-time decision. Like, he was good to go until the Titans came back out onto the field for the actual kickoff of the game. So that's perplexing, man. I just Lawan. We need him, but man, a lot of people are, are down on him, and I understand it. Uh, Tannehill is another guy who's riding that Titan down line. Um, 19 for 27, 143 touchdown, interception, rush touchdown. Can't really give him a Titan down because he played okay. There's a lot of pressure on him as well. But the last real Titan down is A.J. Brown. Two drops, had five catches for 42 yards, but... Never made a big play for the Titans. Two big drops on third down. The drops issue, man, he's got to clean that up because I can't I can't deal with A.J. dropping passes on big plays. 
uh, in the playoffs. That's for sure. But that's going to do it for Tighten Up, Tighten Down, all the good and bad individual performances. We're going to move forward, talk about what happened in the AFC over the weekend, what happened in the division over the weekend, and look at the Titans' schedule ahead and see where they can go after going 4-0 and in the most difficult stretch of the schedule in 2021. Before we get into that, do want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bar ever from our friends over at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try these amazing bars to believe it by yourself. Most protein bars are chalky, they're waxy, they're hard to choke down, but Built Bars are soft, they're delicious. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. When you bite into it, you realize that you are not having just any ordinary protein bar. Make sure that you check out all the different flavors that they have, and they're going to be rotating new flavors in about every three to four days throughout the month. So make sure that you check the website often. And when you go to the website, builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15. For 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Also, I have to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is back and it's better than ever. They have a brand new updated website with a new interface. You can quickly see all of the different sports, all the different offerings that they have. They have basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino game. So make sure that you sign up today. And when you do, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code Locked On when you sign up at betonline.ag. BetOnline, where the game starts. Let's cap off this Victory Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. A primetime win over the Los Angeles Rams on the road. Just an incredible performance from the Titans who continue to just absolutely thrive as the underdog. We are going to get into what else took place over the weekend of football in the AFC and in the AFC South. Also, look at the Titans schedule going forward. Before we do, want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, you're going to get all your Titans information here. But as for your national NFL news, make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast hosted by Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson. It's Monday through Friday, and like I said, you get a national perspective on all of the latest NFL news, check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast wherever you get podcasts. But a, a lot of crazy games in the NFL in Week 9 outside of just the Titans. Looking at the AFC, the Bengals were sitting at 5-3 and three and competing for maybe a number one seed. The Bengals got routed. By the Browns, 41 to 16. The Bengals dropped to five and four. That brings the Browns to five and four. And if the Steelers find a way to win on Monday night football, that means that three teams in the AFC East or the AFC North will all be five and four. It's just just insane. And speaking of the other AFC North team, the Ravens had their back against the wall, and you thought 
that the Vikings might be able to win that game, but no, the Ravens pull it out at home 34-31. to The Ravens are now 6-2, and so they're right behind the Titans in that conference race. But obviously, the Ravens are such a good team. They are going to be somebody that the Titans are going to have to think about or at least pay attention to as we go down the stretch on the hunt for the number one seed. So that's what's going on in the AFC North. The Raiders... We're 5-2, so they were right on the Titans' heels in terms of winning percentage and everything. But they lost to the Giants, 23-16. Now the Raiders are 5-3. That kind of takes care of everything outside of the division. As for the AFC South, an important win for an AFC South division rival, the Jacksonville Jaguars got their second win of the season. They beat the Bills, 9-6, and the best Josh Allen on the field was definitely the Jags, Josh Allen. He had a a fumble recovery, he had a forced fumble, had an interception. Uh, He just did all kinds of stuff in that game and can't believe that the Bills dropped a 5-3 and with a terrible loss to the Jags. But it just goes to show you in the NFL, any given Sunday, there's a reason that they say it. There's a reason that there's a pretty decent movie named that as well. The Texans just look inept. Even with Tyrod Taylor, they lose to the Dolphins 17-9. to And then the Colts, as we know, on Thursday night football, dismantled the Jets 45-30 to in a game where the score was closer than the game actually was. So the Colts go to 4-5. and The Bills are 5-3. and The Raiders are 5-3. and The entirety of the AFC North is 5-4. and And the Ravens are 6-2. and uh, so not the entirety, but you guys get what I'm saying. It's literally 12:45 at night. I'm 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 just doing everything I can for you guys right now. But anyways, the point is the Titans are number one in the AFC. They're the number one team in the entire conference with all the crap that the Titans have been through with a loss to the Jets on their record. And look at this schedule going forward. The Titans went four and zero in the toughest stretch of their schedule, which is the biggest takeaway out of all the takeaways. Every takeaway, it's that. But with that in mind, you look going forward. Home game against New Orleans, who lost to the Falcons and had Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill struggling out there. Home versus the Texans? Got to be a win. At New England, that's a tough game. That's a tough game, for sure. That's a tough game. Then the bye. Dear God, I can't wait for the Titans' bye. They need it bad. I need a bad. The Jags at home, week 14, coming out of a bye. Better be a win. At the Steelers, that's going to be a tough game. I know that the Steelers aren't amazing, but that's a tough game. The Titans always struggle in Pittsburgh. Home for San Francisco, who got whooped by Colt McCoy and the Cardinals today. San Francisco does not look like a good team. Home for Miami. They're better with Jacoby Brissett. Just throwing that out there. Tua sucks. And then at Houston to finish the season? So what? Home for New Orleans? Titans can win that game. One. Home for Houston? Titans can win that game. Two. At New England? I'll call it a loss. New England's good, but Titans, shoot. They can win that game. Easy. They're going to be favorites probably. Home for the Jags? Win. At Steelers? That could be a loss. Home for San Francisco? I mean, that could be a loss, but win. Home for Miami? Win? At Houston? Win? 
I'm looking at the Titans losing maybe two games the rest of the year, maybe three at max. If they lose to New England and Pittsburgh and San Francisco for some reason, or let's say New Orleans, New England and Pittsburgh. I mean, we're looking at 12 and five, which is what my season prediction was. Maybe you, you only lose two of those. 13 and four, that's probably going to get you a number one seed in the AFC, ladies and gentlemen, and get you a bye and get you a home game. Imagine if, if Derrick Henry comes back healthy for the first round of the playoffs, but the Titans don't even have to play because they're on a bye and then he gets to rest for 11 weeks. I mean, give me a break. Oh, man. Not literally a break. Don't mean it that way. <laughs> but, anyways, man, what an incredible win for the Titans. Um, they just continue to, to prove everyone wrong, including myself. It's just incredible stuff. They're the number one team in the AFC, and I'm going to have a um, a lot of fun breaking it down all week. So tomorrow, uh, going to look at just the season so far, halfway through, some stats, some numbers, uh, kind of go through the season where they're at. Wednesday, obviously breaking down the tape on a rewatch Wednesday. Thursday, going to be a crossover Thursday with Ross the Boss, Ross Jackson from Locked on Saints. Can't wait for that. Friday, I'll be back with a game preview, and then, Sunday after the game, right back here to break it all down again. What an incredible season the Titans are having and what an incredible season I am having, breaking it all down, interacting with you guys. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. Follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Check out the show Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. That's going to do it for me, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this is Locked on Titans.